we're just gonna hi dubs first hello of all. we're gonna start with the first note that i opened up to and i see you typed in all caps slam slam chop slam slam chop <laughs> what the fuck is that what is slam slam chop in all caps um followed by slam slam chop in all caps <laughs> so uh <clears throat> hello hello <laughs> I don't know if you've seen these videos on social media, but they're like cooking pages. Yeah. Uh, and okay. they are basically super close zoomed in shots Okay, of just the action of cooking. So we're talking like macro shots. So like yeah. zoomed into a steak. You can't even see the whole steak. You can just see the whole steak. Okay. But here's the thing. It's zooming in. As the steak gets slammed on the t- on the table, so it's just like this, just like the the, the raw meat just landing on the slam, table. Slam, slam, chop. Yeah, and then you and then it's a super zoomed in, like like if this is the salt container, the uh, yeah, your sparkling soda can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have the camera here <laughs> against it, and so you can hear and hear each oh, grain of I salt. Like, and then it shows them like pouring it on the on the steak and then flipping the steak over and slamming it back down again and back to the salt uh where they can pick up more salt and they put it on it yeah and then when they chop oh this is the part this is the this is the big this is the slam chop slam slam chop here's the slam slam chop yeah here it is it's when they put down the onion it's yeah. always the onion the onion goes down like they usually th- lob it onto the cutting board so it rolls past yeah. frame and then it shows them putting it down and then their knife going whop like right down the middle to Dangerous. cut it in half yeah and then they put that half down i'm picturing like a cleaver <laughs> yeah it is it, yeah. it is and then the next shot is them going and then it goes Shup, as they like scoop it with yeah, yeah, the yeah. with the knife and then it's it shows them throwing it into the pan mm-hmm. oh yeah and like the oil that they yeah. put into the pan <laughs> yeah they do like glug, 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 and they show themselves like spitting it around really quick it's just all these noisy loud shots of cooking yeah and I fucking hate that it's a trend because it's so obnoxious. Is this on TikTok you're seeing it? Instagram? Uh, sh- YouTube shorts, okay. Instagram, whatever. You, so you're, you're, you're describing it pretty well, which means you click on them. Yes. Stop clicking on them. No, no. I'm They'll scrolling. Go away. <laughs> I'm scrolling. Okay. And they show up as I go up, as I keep scrolling up. But you pause on them because you just listed out a whole cooking thing. <laughs> yeah, because the first time I saw one I went, "How long is this going for?" Yeah. And then I went, "Oh my gosh, they're doing the entire fucking thing." And then YouTube even, said, "Oh, you like this more?" Even of this? when they even when they eat it, yeah. They do this, for example, let's say they're doing a steak sandwich. It yeah. shows them th- like throwing the steak that they chopped after they cooked it into yeah. slices and they put it on it and they put cheese on it and then they they slam the bread top down and they squeeze the bread so it crunches oh, I like that. and then they put it up to their mouth they go ah <laughs> and then they bite it <laughs> and then they all do the same stupid this really fucking needs re- to be a video podcast they all do the same people could have seen the very scary face you made <laughs> they all do the same stupid fucking ending reaction it's them biting into it like an obnoxious bite that nobody would normally Mouth take chipmunk full of food and they just go mmm yeah I they do it. all these nonverbal. verbal just so great and they do so like all that shit yeah you just mmm and they're like slap the table just I'm so good at cooking and it's then it's that's it and it's just I learned nothing because also when there's spices they don't tell you ingredients. It just, just a shows bunch of them. Orange goes into the pan one at a time. <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not a single shot. It's not yeah. a single shot of them going salt, pepper, turmeric, ginger. It's record zap, zap, salt. Zap, zap, zap. Stop recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch record of pepper jump shots. S- stop recording. I want you to find one of these and send it to me eventually. Not after after recording because okay. I'm not going to watch it right now. <laughs> but there's a there's a word for. Uh, those types of super zoomed in, like noisy. I forget what the word is, but it's a, a it's a thing that you try to buy toys for kids that like fit this requirement. I literally said the word today. Um, ugh. It's like when you when you buy an app for a kid and you could like touch it and interact. And when you touch it, it lights up and it makes a noise and it vibrates the phone a little bit. I forget what that's called, but there's some word that like helps kids development. It's like tactile or something like that. Um, it's not tactile, but it's something like that. And that's, that's what that video seems to be doing, but I think it's just intense. It's supposed to be very stimulating, um, because it's like super close zoomed in, um, quick cuts and just, you're supposed to feel it. You're not supposed to understand it. 
Yeah. And it's, it's making you feel a certain way. So it's achieving that. It's making me feel mad. <laughs> Which I'm sure isn't the point. But hey, if they get clicks, clicks, it's working. Yeah. If everybody is clicking it because they hate it, then hey, they're they're making money. Actually, they're not because it's YouTube shorts. All of my <laughs> Instagram clips are all pretty much um, actual recipes. Yeah. Like people good. actually showing you technique. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Doing stuff. Cutting up dough and stuff like that. Or it's uh, it's fighting, like boxing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Javante Davis is, excuse me, facing Ryan Garcia, and that's going to be fucking huge. Um, yeah. Or dogs. Lots of dogs. Good. Very good. That's good content. Yeah. Right. Puppies. You are showing me a muted video on a podcast. <laughs> yes, of puppies. Well, I said puppies. I wanted yeah. you to see what I was looking at. Um, well, that's very good. Thank you for, for describing Slam Slam Chop, Slam Slam Chop. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about this last week, but we got carried away with what we talked about last week. Um, (laughs) And you might not know, and I obviously can't guess now because I know, but the Super Mario Brothers movie has technically released. It has been released. Wednesday. Yeah. I was, last week, I was, there were still no Rotten Tomatoes scores for it. And I have said that I'm very good at guessing Rotten Tomatoes scores for movies. Yeah. So what did you guess originally? A while ago, I think when we first saw the trailer, I want to say I did this, and I think I probably would have guessed like high 60s from what I was thinking a while I, I was ago. Say, I think you said high 60s. High 60s. I think as the trailers went on and I learned more and more about it, I probably would have bumped that up to mid to high 70s. Yeah. Um, that's what I've been thinking lately for the trailers. Have you been up to speed with the trailers? Yeah, they look You're, pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. They look pretty good. Now, I know what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. Um, do you know? No. Do you want to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes score is? Do you want to know mm-hmm. before seeing the movie? Because you yes. might be the person who doesn't want to know what the, the the scores are. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be blown away by this movie regardless. Yeah. So I don't mind Okay. Uh, taking a guess. Sure. Do you want I'll, to give me a hint at all I'll or no? tell you if you're within 10 points. 10 points. Yeah. I'm going to say a 72. You are not within 10 points. <laughs> Okay. Do you think it's higher than an 82 or lower than a 62? Because I said you're not within 10 points. You said it's got to be lower because there's no way of uh, what is the name? Uh, what's the company that made this? Illumination. There's Illumination. no way they made. There's no way they made uh, <laughs> the, the minions guys. Yeah. Come on. There's no way. Give them a chance. There's no way. Are you going with lower? I'm going with lower. Do you want me to tell you if you're correct? Yeah. You are correct. <laughs> okay. Now. Guess again. What, yeah, what's your new number? It's not within 10, so it's not within 62. 58? You are within 10 points. I am. <laughs> yes. Do you want me to just tell you the number now? 48? It is a 53. It is a 53. <laughs> it is certified rotten <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoa, 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 whoa. But look, at, look at that number next to it. So that's what I wanted to talk about. I have never seen a score discrepancy that high besides maybe... Uh, oh, what's the movie? You what's totally that? have because I brought it up, what? and you were like, "I'm gonna hate that movie." That movie's gonna be shit. What was it Speed Two Cruise Control? I think it was Speed Two, or was it Black Adam, or was it? <laughs> it was some movie that you were poo pooing, dude. I don't know. That's full forty three point difference, and you were like, forty three oh, points. Oh, but but uh, you don't understand. My rating system is so accurate to Rotten Tomatoes, and I said, "Yeah, but look at the." The people have spoken. So the people have spoken to this movie. Okay. Okay. It was Black Adam. You're, it was Black you're Adam. You're making it awkward for me to come here and try to eat crow to you because I saw 53 and I thought, what the fuck? Like that is really? surprising. You're I know surprised? it's elimination, but okay. like the movie like looks fine. It looks fun. Like yeah. that's the point of it. It's a kid's Chris, movie. Chris Pratt's voice doesn't sound very good, <laughs> and Seth Rogen is just doing Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. But besides that, like it seems like a totally serviceable movie. Um, did you read reviews? You did, didn't you? I read a couple reviews, okay. and I read the Rotten Tomatoes consensus. Okay. Uh, and then the the user reviews were not out, because there weren't yet 50 user reviews. And they use, like, Flickster score or something like that. Or maybe it's just Rotten Tomatoes now. Um, and now there are over 2,500 verified user ratings, and the score is at 96. So I thought, what the fuck is happening? And I read the reviews. Okay. And the consensus is that it's not a very good movie and it's clearly made for fans. So all the critics are like, (laughs) 
I'm not a Mario fan and this movie's not for me. Bad. Uh, and all the fans, like it's just filled. I saw one that was like all the Easter eggs and there are numerous are very intelligently placed, but they get lost in a not very good plot. And I'm thinking Super Mario Brothers famously has no plot ever. <laughs> And it's filled with Easter eggs and it's made for fans. I'm going to have a fucking great time. Okay. And it's a 96 uh, audience score with 2,500 ratings. And you're seeing it tomorrow? I'm seeing it tomorrow night. Nice. By this time tomorrow, I will I will be sitting in the theater. It will nice. have just started. <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah. Um, so I, oh I'm still very excited for it. I'm still not very excited for Chris Pratt's voice. Although there weren't, I didn't really read any reviews. I skimmed through a bunch of them and I didn't really see anything about the voices. It was just the plot is nothing. There's no plot. <laughs> Just well, Bowser's taking over things. Bowser's, Bowser's taking over things. He's clearly he wants to get a star, and I, the Mario gets sucked into the pipe. And I think Bowser kids Bowser, <laughs> uh, Bowser kids kidnaps, kidnaps. <laughs> Luigi, and Mario needs to go get him. And then teams up with Peach and does some fighting with Donkey Kong and uses the Mario levels as a training ground. And they somehow do some Mario Kart shit and go get him. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what the entire movie is. Spoilers for the whole movie, probably. Um, but that's what I put together from the trailers. And that's not much of a plot, but that's all I need from a Mario movie. And if you fill it chock full of Easter eggs, that is going to be very fun for me to experience. Well, here's a, here's a question to ask. Is Mario so legendary because of its story? Or is it legendary because of what it was as a game as far as platforming? In I the think, history of gaming. I think right? two two reasons. The the games are so solid. Like the games that are known, like there are tons of shitty Mario games. Mm -hmm. Uh especially back in like the Super Nintendo era. Uh like numbers with Mario and <laughs> Mario Paint and Hotel Mario and shit like that. They went overboard. But then Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, like uh, Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, there's so many good ones. Mario and Luigi. Uh the games slap. And Mario as a character and that brand is so marketable. It's so unique, but it's so recognizable. Chubby plumber with a mustache and a, a, a blue overalls, red hat that says M on it. That's like, that's it. No one else has that. Uh, like, that's such a unique thing. I would say like Sonic is up there. Like blue spiky hedgehog with red sneakers. Super that's, fast. The super fast. That's pretty cool. Uh, the games don't slap nearly as much. Uh, and in fact, they've gotten quite bad <laughs> over the years. There have been some absolute stinkers. Um, and then the, like the whole world, like piranha plants and like the art direction that they come up with, like Bowser, Peach, the castle's toad. Like what the fuck even is that? <laughs> like Mario <laughs> collects mushroom power-ups, but also there's little mushroom people running around that serve this also human princess peach and like we still have no idea what the fuck all that's about <laughs> it's just like there's no canon reason for why anything in mario is the way it is and we don't need it yeah it's just so good we know that there's piranha plants one of them is named Petey, <laughs> and he's sentient and then uh yeah i don't know it's it's just so easy and unique and recognizable and it all like shares this this dna that they somehow lock down um and 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 yeah, the games slap. You know what slaps too? Mm. The fucking music. Yeah, I was playing. I pulled up because it was stuck in my head because I heard it and I just needed to hear. It. I actually played it in one of my meetings as mm -hmm. people were joining. The um, I think it's the menu theme. Yeah, from Super Mario sixty four. Yeah, it's like do 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 do. Yeah, that. I was playing that. I was just, oh, this is so good. So good. As you're stretching Mario's face around with the yeah. cursor. Yeah, and everybody was joining the meeting going, whoa, I love this song. Like, Wait, you had it playing? Like, yeah, so I was playing it. I was playing it because it was just stuck in my head and I was first in a That is meeting. a pro move. Right? I'm doing that now. It was amazing waiting music. And it was just, all right, everybody's here. Stop music. All right, everybody. Great. Let's get started. That's really good. I like that a lot. <laughs> god that's really good <laughs> so yeah you said the music and i said that weird dna that they somehow tapped into i think it's the reason why it works so well is the same reason why zelda works so well donkey kong works so well we sports fucking work so well it is two people shigeru miyamoto and koji kondo Shigeru Miyamoto is the guy who, like, came up with it all, invented it all. And Koji Kondo did, like, all the Nintendo music that you like. 
like all the Nintendo, the all the Zelda bangers, all the Mario bangers. He did the whole Mario sixty four. He made the original Mario soundtrack, the original Zelda tr- soundtrack. Like do 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 do. That's do. Koji Kondo. The original Zelda, like bum 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 bum. Yeah, that's Koji Kondo. Yeah, all him. And then the games made by Shigeru Miyamoto. And like his weird like inspiration. Have you heard the stories of like how he came up with the shit that he came up with? No. Zelda is, he used to live, his house was like near the woods. And he used to go off into the woods. And he would see caves. And he would see like tree stumps and he would wonder if maybe there's something hidden in that tree stump and he'd wonder what's in that cave and he'd wonder if there are monsters in it and he would imagine having a sword and going and exploring those caves and just like that feeling of getting lost in the woods and having to figure out using like barely any clues where to go and what to do um mario i think was just a platformer that they were working on and they literally had an italian plumber (laughs) I think named Mario, who is like the plumber for the Nintendo building. Or like oh, the, literally. They literally had a plumber <laughs> named Mario. Um, and like the mustache was because you couldn't see his mouth. So they had to give him something with the pixels. <laughs> so like they just threw some brown in there. Um, so yeah, stuff like that. Pikmin was like he would he would be gardening uh, and he would think of like, what if there are like little creatures running around this garden, like this little like honey, I shrunk the world, honey, I shrunk the kids situation. And like, what would they do? Like, how much challenge would it be to get from this leaf to this leaf if you're a little like one millimeter guy? But like, what if there are a lot of them working together and he was like watching ants and stuff like that? Um, yeah, he's just a wild dude. <laughs> the crazy <laughs> imagination. Um, and then, yeah, Koji Kondo is just a musical genius and he made bangers for like decades like ocarina of time like even like skyward sword shit and stuff like that like very very recent mario stuff he was working on and zelda stuff and all sorts of stuff yeah (laughs) so like those two guys (laughs) i guess is why i would sum it up of like why it works so well but uh yeah I'm I'm very excited to see this movie. It's the most excited I've ever been to see a certified rotten movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. How Besides about, like, oh, this movie's gonna be terrible. I can't wait. But how about uh Guardians? You're not excited? I'm excited for that, but I don't think it has any ratings yet. And uh, Oh, you're only going off of ratings. Well, yeah, and also that comes out in May. So I'm more immediately excited okay. for the sing- thing I'm seeing in twenty three hours. <laughs> Ooh. Huh? Speaking of things that you saw that you were excited by, yeah, I'm extremely interested into your opinion on Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Let me talk about this film that I saw with my eyeballs. So we've (laughs) talked about this film quite a few times on the podcast as it was coming up. Dungeons and Dragons is one of my favorite things. It was a a hobby I picked up back when we worked together, actually. Like, I haven't been in it for too, too long. Uh, A bunch of guys at work back in 2014 uh like april-ish of 2014 asked me if i ever have any interest in playing magic the gathering and i said then and i still say to this day not really (laughs) but (laughs) i've always been interested in playing dungeons and dragons like uh i heard about the stranger things show that was about to come out i think no that hadn't started to come out yet but um there's this podcast that i listen to that are like these three brothers who just like are funny and give funny advice and things like that and they did like a spin-off podcast where they played dungeons dragons with our dad and i was like that sounds pretty fun i wouldn't mind playing that and then I, I just like heard more about it. And it always seems something that is like way too nerdy for me. Like that is off the deep end of nerdy. D&D? Yeah. yeah. Like that's peak. That's like boss level nerdy. Ooh. Ooh. Is it? Or is Magic the Gathering? <sighs> Ooh. They're, bo- they're both up there. They're- I think now D&D is way more mainstream. Oh, yeah. Literally nine oh, yeah. years ago, though. It Like Stranger Things hadn't happened yet. Uh, that's crazy we're old yeah (laughs) um so anyway i like i got in on like the ground floor of it finally being i think cool um but like it was just it was one of the nerdiest things that you could do (laughs) besides like model trains and shit like that but that's the you get into like the upper echelon of nerdy shit true um like collecting comic book figures and I don't know. Uh, all cool things. <laughs> Not yeah. to say that any of yeah. those are bad. They're all objectively pretty cool, but True. Uh, n- like known for being nerdy. But anyway, I got into Dungeons and Dragons, really got into it, kind of fell out of it for a little while. And then I tried it again with a different different group of friends, way got back into it. Uh, and now it's something that I do at least once a week, every week. 
Uh, I, have a, I have a steady Sunday game group going on. I play with some other guys at work. Um, I've played with random groups of people. I've played as a player. I've played as a dungeon master. I consume all sorts of like D and D media. I watch all the like the YouTube channels that do D and D stuff, and I still listen to that podcast that I listened to back in the day, although not as much. So I was very cautiously optimistic for this movie coming out. I, re- I remember like talking about you when this movie was like announced, like they're making a Dungeons and Dragons movie, and I was like, oh boy, this mm-hmm. can this can be very cool. This could be very bad or okay yeah <laughs> and then then the trailer came out we learned more and more about it and like chris pine okay michelle rodriguez fine whatever uh and then uh like we learn more and more about it and mm-hmm. then dungeon dungeons and dragons honor among thieves i'm like okay they're stealing the title to the uncharted games whatever <laughs> which uncharted 2 is uncharted 2 among thieves yeah um and then the trailer came out and i was like oh shit <laughs> This is a big, like, Marvel vibe Hollywood movie. The effects look awesome. It, had, it did the trailer thing where it played a rock song, but in a different way, like an orchestral way. But it was Led Zeppelin. So I'm like, that's cool. Uh, that, there were a couple things sprinkled in the trailer. I was like, oh, those are like Dungeons and Dragons things that I recognize. Like, that was a black dragon, which is like a specific, like, different colored dragons do different things. And they got that right. They mentioned a couple things from D&D, like a city that's like a D&D city. I was like, oh, they're doing this like from the books. Like they're making a, it not just like a sword fighting and magic and stuff like that, but they're doing something that takes place in the lore of the like core D&D universe. This could be really cool. And then the trailer looked really funny. And then the second trailer came out and I was like, this looks fucking rad. <laughs> like, this looks super cool. And I like, I started to get really good feelings about it. And I think, I don't know if I gave my rating guess for it, but I was probably guessing like, high 70s low 80s like this this looks pretty promising and then uh we we got tickets for it i went and i saw it with nine people total uh oh wow so like well you roll deep in dnd anyways yeah in real life D&D. <laughs> I, ideally so. it was going to be bigger i wanted to like merge my my dnd groups <laughs> and like me be the link between these like 20 wow. people the two houses yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was gonna be like a wedding <laughs> yeah like all of these relatives from either side meeting each other for the first time the great feast yeah <laughs> but the the core D group the old school D group from from back in the day i get didn't want to go or whatever or like it was it was far away because I, we, I was seeing it in massachusetts they all live in like southern connecticut but uh i saw it with my current work D group um and before that actually i don't know if i told you this we hung out at uh, one of their houses and watched the 2000 dungeons yes. and dragons yes. movie. you told me you were doing you told me you were doing it i didn't know you actually went through with it so, so you could appreciate how far things have come yeah it was uh 3.99 to rent on itunes or 5.99 it's to, on itunes it is or 5.99 to buy on itunes so obviously being a frugal person i had to buy it in case I ever watch it again, I'll immediately get my money, my money's worth. Uh, watched it. It was so much worse than I could have imagined. <laughs> there was n- no plot. Halfway through, we had to like have a group discussion of what What's- is this movie about? <laughs> like what is happening? Uh, Jeremy Irons is in it uh, as the villain. Yeah. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, uh, Marlon Wayans is in it. <laughs> playing a Wayans character but in a D&D world comedic relief in D&D comedic relief like he's like a rogue or like a smuggler or something some like early 2000s one of those action stars not even an action star just like leading man uh young young man type of role was in it um the the young girl from Hocus Pocus was in it as like the queen of this world. It was like a few years after Hocus Pocus came out. It was hot trash. The effects were like N64 graphics. So like there would be people and then there would be like a an origami dragon <laughs> flying, <laughs> flying towards them. And it was absolutely <laughs> like it was really, really bad. I want you to watch the trailer. If you're listening okay. to this, unless you're in the car, pause this and watch the trailer for two th- the mo- 2000 movie Dungeons and Dragons. And it shows the effects in that movie. And that's exactly how they look <laughs> in the movie. Um, it was absolute garbage, and we were very, very happy that it was over. And then we had a lot of time to kill, so we watched the Dungeons & Dragons episode of Community, the TV show, which is the best episode of that show. Uh, it's also banned from streaming services because a character does blackface. Um, mm. And then then we went to the, to the movie to watch it. And? Let me tell you <laughs> how much I fucking adore this movie. Ah! It is so 
so much fun. Like it, like it hit the ground running. It like immediately the cinematography was great. Like the story that they were setting up, the humor, the tone, like had like Lord of the Rings level, like set decoration. Like you're immediately in this world. It's how I pictured the Dungeons and Dragons world. uh, Always. It's also uh, directed by one of the guys, one of the actors from Freaks and Geeks, that like 90s TV show about a bunch of nerds in high school. So like literally one of the freaks slash (laughs) geeks directed the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I was like, okay, this is the right hands. (laughs) Um, He also directed, um, uh house party or something like that um like murder mystery something like that a jason bateman movie where they they go to someone's house to do like um some like board game murder mystery thing and it goes like off the rails which i've heard is very good but i haven't seen it but hit the ground the running cinematography was amazing they did some really cool like on location shots like walking over glaciers in iceland and stuff like that like they really threw you into this world and showed how beautiful it is it was hyper accurate to the books. Like they talked about like, do you know how long it's going to take us to get from blah, blah, blah to blah, 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 like city to city. And I was like, Oh my God, I know those cities. Those are really far away. <laughs> uh, do they say that in the movie? Do they say like, it's like X amount of miles? No, it's just like, we have to get all the way down to Baldur's gate. And I was like, Baldur's gate. <laughs> like I played a whole campaign that takes place in Baldur's gate. Like yeah, that's, that's yeah. so cool. And then, um, like they, they were very clearly classes, like character classes. Like the main guy was a bard, so like a musician, but like a musician who uses words and songs to like inspire his friends and like talk, talk, uh, shit talk to his enemies and stuff like that. Um, Michelle Rodriguez was a barbarian, which is perfect. It's so like big, strong warrior fighter, uh, like pick you up off the ground and slam you in, into the ground and stuff like that. There was a wizard. There was a druid, which was fucking awesome. That's the girl in the trailer who turns into like the big like owl bear monster, um, which is like all you do as a druid. It's like you can cast spells, but you could also fucking turn into monsters. So why don't you just do that and mash the shit out of people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was really cool. I didn't know this going into this. They actually did a pretty good job hiding it in the trailers. But the story like the main villain, like the the emperor, like the guy behind the scenes is one of the main villains from Dungeons and Dragons. So like they are actually like going up against like one of the biggest bad guys of all time in Dungeons and Dragons, which I super appreciated and genuinely did not know going into it. Um, it was chock full of Easter eggs. There was one scene that I genuinely, I think laughed the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater. Like I was like wheezing and like my back hurt and I couldn't stop laughing. Like I had to convince myself to stop laughing like two scenes later. Like it was just so, so funny and I cannot explain what that scene is without spoiling it at all. So I just want people to go see it. Um, (laughs) making me want to go see it. I want to go see it again. And I, I totally wouldn't mind going to see it with you. Uh, the action was super cool, like using like sword fighting and stuff like that, but also like magic, uh, like the way they used magic and the way they like visualized it, which it's Dungeons and Dragons, right? So there's pictures of some stuff in the books and anything that did have a picture, they just pulled it right out of the book and put it on screen and it looked awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a thing called a displacer beast, which is like a really weird, like totally Dungeons and Dragons original monster, which is basically like a black panther with six legs and two like tentacles on its shoulder. Uh, that are kind of like squid tentacles, but they have like little baleen like hairs on them, and it could like cast projections of itself to like trick you into thinking there's two of it. Um, that was like a huge enemy that they fought in it, and it was just perfect. It was like it worked exactly the way it works in the book. It was so cool, and it looked awesome, and it was horrifying in the movie because like, oh my god, how the fuck would you fight that in real life? <laughs> um, there were like classic things like they use classic spells and like they even referred to some of them as names by name, but some of them they didn't refer to as name, but I knew what it was by seeing it on screen. I was like, Oh my God, that, that's that one. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was really, really cool. It was just like, it was such a treat to fans, but it was also such a good movie because it was funny. The plot was good. It was predictable. Like, you knew you know how it's going to end halfway through the movie and then it still gets there and like i heard a lot of people like cried near the ending like it's emotional towards the ending it's oh, wow it's really good the stakes are really high every single one of the main characters goes through like character growth in it like each one like develops by the end of the movie as a character um and yeah it was just it was so good the cgi was great yeah the acting was really good. Like every character I th- or every actor, I think just completely threw themselves into it. One out They're of like 10. fully invested as a D and as, as a movie, 8.5 out of 10. 
as okay. a as a D and D fan, ten out of ten. Okay, it was like I've never felt so treated to be a fan. Like this is what I wish Star Wars fans have felt like <laughs> the last ten years. Was, is it because D and D was made by a D and D fan? Like this movie was made by a yeah. fan I, that like it couldn't have been this good if it wasn't made if by it like, wasn't, a yeah. true fan. Um, it's like Mandalorian being made by um, John Favreau. Like you could tell he's a fan of Star Wars. He knows what's <clears> important <throat> to Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, and then you could tell things that aren't really made by fans. And it's like, ah, that's soulless. <laughs> and you really <laughs> miss the mark <laughs> and stuff like that. But, You're giving me hope for Warhammer. Are they making a Warhammer movie? Henry Cavill and Henry Cavill is uh, signed on. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's a huge nerd. He's a massive Warhammer fan. Yeah, that's that gives me hope. Like too. he's like, I just like staying home and painting my Warhammer figurines. <laughs> and then he shows like his like giant his giant display case. What a catch that guy! There is a show. <laughs> there's a YouTube show or like a YouTube podcast show that literally trades figurines with him. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, all right, like, I got another batch from Henry fucking Cavill. Yeah, from Superman. Yeah, yeah. They, they find they find because I guess I, I guess it's a big thing of Warhammer to um, there's certain collectible editions and models, so people will trade depending on what they yeah. want. And I guess it's a big thing to trade in the Warhammer community. Yeah. So it's not like Henry has everything he wants. Yeah. Because you can't just buy all of it. Sometimes you have to trade. Like, okay, I'll give you three Titans for this type ty- this like this tyrant that you have. It's like, okay, cool. That's another thing. I went down a rabbit hole of Warhammer. Yeah. Have you ever done that? I never got into Warhammer itself, but the company that makes Warhammer, Games Workshop, made the Lord of the Rings game back in the day, and they might still make it, which plays the same as Warhammer, but it's as a Lord of the Rings skin. And I got super into that. That was actually the first nerdy thing I got back into. I got into back in like middle school. Warhammer, I never gave literally any time to. Yeah. And then I saw a YouTube channel um, that said, I will explain all of the Warhammer lore in 20 minutes. Damn. And I went, <laughs> okay, why not? I got 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'm super curious, especially because if I end up seeing a Henry Cavill Warhammer movie, I'm going to want to know what's going you on. You want to have a base understanding of w- what it is. It's insane. <laughs> like the lore of it? The lore is insane. Yeah. Not in complexity. It's insane about what what it is. It goes so hard. <laughs> it goes way too hard. <laughs> Terrifyingly hard. Is this like a r- original Warhammer or Warhammer or... 40K. 40K. Warhammer 40K. Got it. It is... I, like, for example, I, I learned of the term Grimdark yeah. now. Yeah. And I know I understand why it's called Grimdark. Yeah. It's just, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> This is you know a, the, a depressing story. There's a Warhammer memes subreddit called Grimdank. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really good because it's very close. But I, like when you look at it, it's like half a letter. <laughs> like the line that separates an R from an N is like you have to make sure you're on the right subreddit uh, when you go there. Dank. But I need, I should Grimdank. Check it out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, do you know do you know anything about you know nothing more hammer? I know I know roughly how the game is played. Uh I I've painted a couple miniatures cuz I got into like painting miniatures way back in the day. Okay. I think I've shown you some of the stuff I painted. Yeah. I, I painted my dungeon master as a dungeon master gift one time. Yes. Um yes. but then just through that I was like this is actually kind of cool. This is very like relaxing almost like building lego sets and stuff like that. But uh, I know there's Warhammer, which is like orcs versus humans. And then there's Warhammer 40K, 40K. which takes place in the year 40,000, I believe. So it's hyper in the future. Yes. And it's like sentient robot human mech armors versus like alien orcs and stuff like that. Uh, and just looks awesome. And I like, can summarize it very easily for yeah, you. Yeah, hit me. Warhammer 40K essentially is the story about the peak evolution and then de-evolution of humanity damn so it's essentially humanity ascending to its highest level of accomplishments yeah like both technology spiritually everything um to a point of the ceiling gets hit yeah and then it collapses and then they bounce back and then they drop back down to like zero but here's the thing in this universe warhammer 40k there's a thing that you need to be aware of which drives the grim dark part of all of Warhammer. Yeah. Okay. Pain, death, and suffering 
feeds something called the rift, which is a part of the warp, which allows you to travel great distances. <laughs> and once and unbalanced, the warp it connects to the demonic worlds and realm. So therefore, in other words, death, pain, suffering, so torture and killing, uh, feeds is like the fuel for yes. space travel. <laughs> it, it's the fuel for the like that realm of it. Yes, got it. And the realm of if you go unbalanced, the demon, the demonic side of it. Yeah, and then it's kind of like, and that's um, why you have all this, all this crazy shit happening. Yeah, because essentially humanity discovers this and realizes they can feed it through death. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they hit the ceiling and bounce and back. And that's down. when they drop down. Um, and you see God. the machines because essentially what happens is that they find a way uh, through AI. Yeah. Because we've reached our peak. Our peak involves AI. And we have a relationship with AI that is good. Yeah. And then a relationship that goes bad. But long story short, what happens is there's a spiritual part of AI yeah. <laughs> that humans find yeah. and tap into. So by merging with machinery humans essentially ascend to a newer evolution by worshiping machine spirits. So that's why you see these really messed up art pieces of yeah. half people, half, hum um, yeah, yeah. half human, half robot. Yeah. It's because they believe they are blessed with, <laughs> yeah. with the, with the enhancements of machines. Yeah. So that becomes a new religion. Yeah. So a new religion is that of the machines. And then there's a subsect technically like the main core of humanity um, from Terra, basically Earth, Earth. that believes uh, you should only worship the emperor of humanity because yeah. humanity has been united. So there's only one ruler of all of humanity. Yeah. And if you do not worship that person, uh, the emperor, the god emperor, they call him, yeah. um, then you are a heretic. <laughs> Sick. So like, do you, did you learn anything about the game itself? No. Just lore. No, <laughs> so just lore. The game is like, all right, it's my turn. I can move three of my enemies six inches towards <laughs> your side of the table. And once I'm within striking range, I will shoot a missile at you. Your turn. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I'm learning. It's like strategy. It's like chess, but with no squares. And like, there's hundreds of different characters. That I, do forget, different things. I forget the patriarch. Um, because the patriarchs are basically generals of the god emperor. I forget the patriarch. <laughs> yeah. But the story of this patriarch is about something called um, the nails. And the nails are this patriarch was rescued from when he was a gladiator slave. And they drove nails into his brain mm. to basically do this weird spiritual lobotomy where you tap into anger and pain. Mm -hmm. So by having the nails in you, you live in a constant state of near death agony, but that fuels a rage for violence. So in other words, you have literally have a bloodlust that doesn't get satiated, satiated unless you kill. And this patriarch was so bent on killing, he was killing his own troops for pleasure. So, so what happened in this story is that the patriarch actually has a mutiny against him because he's killing his own men. Mm. And his men are saying, we, we can't. This isn't sustainable. Yeah. Because he would say, go conquer a planet in an hour. Yeah. And they would fail. And they would come back. And he would he would choose certain people to just randomly kill. Because yeah. he, he would be like, you failed. And I get to now enjoy the pleasure of you dying. Under my, yeah. So long story short, there's a mutiny. He gets knocked out. And then they find out that one of the scientists of, the, of this patriarch segment uh, was developing nails for the troops. And there's a subsect of the mutiny that goes, we need to turn this guy, this patriarch into the god emperor and uh, because he will understand what's going on. The other subsect says uh, he's the god emperor. He'll kill us all. It's not how this works. He is our patriarch. We must follow. Yeah. And there is one volunteer for the nails. And once that person has the nails, he realizes because he ascends into the same ex experience of the patriarch of what it means to be in this bloodlust that essentially this whole segment, this whole division goes to a civil war over we will turn <laughs> into no longer an honorable military division of warriors. Uh, we will not be that. We will instead be the bloodlust savage killers because that's what we need to do to fulfill the lust of the nails getting put into our brain. Jesus. <laughs> I thought it was humans versus orcs. Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is shit right, like so that. Where are the orcs in this? They're still or Those are the bad guys, right? Like you, I think, are just talking about the human side. That was one military division. <laughs> Got it. That wasn't even. It gets worse. It gets worse. <laughs> that was because there's the God Emperor. Then I think there was six. There, there are six patriarchs. This was one of those six patriarchs that had their own kind of division. Good lord. Yeah. So this wasn't even patriarchs against each other. This, this was, was just one patriarch. This was the Marines, not the army. <laughs> this was the Marines versus the Marines. Got it. This was that's Damn. basically what that was. Um yeah. long story short, uh there are people that don't want to join the God Emperor in his unity his unity in his unity of humanity. So uh they go to war with each other. Um there's the bloodlust, there's the feeding of the rift because of the death and pain yeah, and, and got the sufferings. The going. And then the demons find a way through and the yeah. demons end up possessing certain groups oh. because of the bloodlust. They're able to f- like f- yeah. come filtering in. So now there's demons and <laughs> they're, yeah. yeah. And then you have different species from different parts of the universe that tap in got it. because the rift comes undone. Yeah. So the warp is open. So there's multiple so factions. All of a sudden there's different species and races popping out of nowhere. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck is going on? Yep. It's just death. Damn. It's just so dark. Yeah. Grimdark. Grimdark. Yeah. Grimdark. There is a 15 minute episode on just one creature. Damn. That was bred just to assassinate yeah and they talk about he that he talks about the guy who runs this youtube channel the story of this one character that's just this alien being that whenever it dies it doesn't actually die because it was killed its genetic makeup allows it to be reborn with the same memory so each time it gets killed it learns from its mistake of so why it's it like, died um, de- uh, the thing from superman uh, the big bad guy dead not the 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 thing from Batman versus Superman, the big the big bad gray baddie that they fight. I forget the name. Not Deathstroke. Dead something. That that thing. It just keeps yeah. learning from its mistakes and becomes harder and harder to kill. Yeah, yeah. So it so by this time it's it's millennium old. So you cannot hear it, cannot see it. You it <laughs> it's, it's just it's perfect. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. need to eat. It doesn't need to drink. It doesn't need to sleep. Jeez. Yeah, you can't pick it up in thermals. You can't see it in night vision. <laughs> it's just this thing that would be deployed as a front recon of the tyrant art, the tyrant army that yeah. would land on a planet and essentially wipe out the uh, the the command of that yeah. planet, and then they would land with their forces to kill everybody. Wow! And the death and destruction and the pain and the suffering fuels big juicy the, rift. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so. Did it's you interesting? Did you learn anything about Warhammer? That's Warhammer 40k. Oh, what's I, the no. thing that happened 40,000 years ago? I'm not even no. I'm not even fully aware of what's happened. Dude, the amount of Remember I said there were patriarchs? Yeah. There are entire stories about each patriarch. Yeah. And the history of that patriarch and their division. There's so much I don't know. Yeah. I scratched maybe 45 minutes <laughs> of 40k. Of- of 30 or 40 hours probably of content. Yeah, there's so much story. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, there's so much. It's so it, you know what you know what it is? It's almost like it's this weird fantasy Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons type lore but just completely sadistically grimdark. Mm. I can't think I'm glad that word exists. Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't put another word to a word so gnarly. <laughs> I can't put a word this. to war. So for those of you who are listening who are like, I've never thought about Warhammer. I always thought it was the dumbest, nerdiest thing ever. Just YouTube search Warhammer 40k lore explained. Yeah. And just go ahead and just go down that rabbit hole, that I'm, roller coaster. I'm of, doing this when I get home. I'll send I'm, you the exact video I watched. Yes, please. Because I've that was my thought. I went, I I mean this in the most sincere appreciative way when i say this yeah i saw this video i saw that i saw the, i saw the thumbnail and i thought this looks like something chris would probably click on <laughs> hell yeah i'm i'm already ready just from the description of it and i thought you know what i'm gonna treat myself i'm gonna <laughs> treat, treat myself, myself to a little bit of that chris life yeah a little yeah a, a little of that a little of that um <laughs> a little groove bang. I'm gonna put some groove bang in my day. You know what I mean? I don't do this. I don't do this. Yeah. You know, I'll be watching. I'm because I spend my time on YouTube watching reviews, watching yeah. gameplay footage, like doing much more research based 
watching, min-maxing your life. Yeah, exactly. And it's just you <laughs> never know, resting. Exactly. And I thought I'm going to give myself these 20 minutes or whatever to just blank Live. out on storytelling. <laughs> yeah, just storytelling. Yeah. Then I just went. There's titans. What are titans? <laughs> There's machine gods. What are you talking about? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. If this was the apex of humanity, what the hell happened? Yeah. Why? Well, wait a minute. They're, they put nails in their head. <laughs> what? what? I'm so excited. I had no idea it was that dark. I knew the word grim dark, and I dark. knew the word grim dank. <laughs> it's dark and it's so interesting. It's and it's so. Ugh, it's once you understand that the core part of it is that pain and suffering fuels things. Yeah. Literally within the universe, you understand why it's so violent. It's yeah. so violent. Yeah. It's just would you have any interest in ever playing it? No. Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> like if we could just meet up at a game store one day that has like a a demo set ready to go, just play like a beginners like I move my troops <laughs> through the into your base or something it's kind of like and very that, slow starcraft and that specific situation maybe yeah maybe hit up a game store that has something ready to go i wouldn't want to spend money on it no yeah but i mean it might be mean, tough to find without having to spend money on it well i meant buying yeah yeah yeah, yeah here buy the beginner set for 40 bucks yeah uh, can i just pay like 15 bucks for an hour yeah exactly just yeah. try this out something like something? that might exist but yeah um i'll look into it because i've never played i played the lord of the rings one back in the day i played and you might be more into this. It's nerdy as fuck. And I know your time is limited, but they have <laughs> like a uh, tabletop, like measure, see how far your piece moves, like Star Wars dogfighting game where you could have tons of different ships and classes. And like the, a lot of people like hand paint them. So it's like painting oh. like model trains, but imagine painting like an Imperial Star Destroyer. Granted, that's a bad example because it's all gray, <laughs> but like painting the well, Millennium there's gray Falcon. And black, there's blue lighting. There's definitely yeah, something, some something way marks. more colorful. <laughs> Imagine painting something way more colorful. Uh, Rebel Corvette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With all the little details like, oh, that's a red pipe. <laughs> and like yeah. you have to get that with a, you have to pluck out an eyelash. Jesus. Uh, honestly, I am more. It's, you know what it reminds me of? What Warhammer 40K reminds me of as far as a rabbit hole? Yeah. It's like the lore of something like the Matrix or Lord of the Rings. It's just you. There's so much to it. Ocean deep. Yeah, and the, yeah. and the more you learn, the more you're just like, oh, wait a minute. I watched a 10 minute video, 15 minute video about the monsters of the deep. Yeah. From the line that Gandalf says in the books when he returns, he says, "I will not darken this day with tales of what I saw of the deep." Yeah. Of the of the things I saw. It's like, ooh, what's he talking about? <laughs> yeah, those things that have they have existed long before Sauron arrived. Was and it, it's like, do you have any idea what uh, channel that was? Was it Nerd of the Rings? No. That that's my favorite dude. This guy, well, maybe he spoke in a British accent. Oh no, that's not him. And he spoke very calmly and quietly. Yeah. And he spoke of how Gandalf said. <laughs> yeah, he's, I'm sure I've watched this guy because Lord of the Rings is another one of those things that I just. It, it's like that. Yeah. And it's just, I go, oh wait, what? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, like it just, there's so much, there's because there's so much depth. Like yeah, you exactly. said, it's an ocean. There's yeah, so yeah. much depth to it. It's so interesting and. I've scratched the surface. I know the tire, the the tyrids. I know the. I want to say Atreides, but that's Dune. Yeah, House Atreides. House Atreides. Yeah, Astratus or something. It starts yeah. with an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the Space Marines. I know of. Yep. The Emperor God. The Patriarchs. There are video games. The nails that some of them are apparently very dope. Um, really, some of them play like StarCraft. Um, but some of them, uh, like, I think the Warhammer 40k Space Marines game is like an action. Like, you play as one of the Space Marines. I've all seen the cin- up. I've seen the cinematic like of it. Shit. Yeah. Have you seen the cinematic of a Space Marine being equipped in Warhammer 40k? No. <laughs> it's weird Just and like creepy. suiting up? Yeah. Well, okay. So, this is the thing. I saw the cinematic trailer for it. Yeah. And I went, this is some creepy, weird shit. <laughs> and then I watched the lore and I went, oh, that makes so much sense now. Why That's what they're doing, and this is why. It's all the blessing to them. Yeah. Because to become one infusion with Gross. machinery <laughs> is to be a blessing to ascend yeah. to your next evolution. God damn. And that's why it looks so weird. I can't wait to start it's, deep diving this lore. It's so cool, but it's also just, it's so much, it's uh, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. You like look really concerned right now. It's a lot because I'm just I'm just remembering all the stuff they say, and it's it's so dark. Yeah, it's so dark huh. because they don't they're not working towards 
peace. <laughs> They're, They're working towards suffering. Being driven by suffering, working towards suffering. They want to make, they want to cause suffering. Yeah. That is the goal. That, yeah, that's my thing. It just it doesn't make sense. It's just so dark. It's just like ugh. the opposite of anyone's motivations ever. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really interesting. It's yeah, because everybody's goal is to is to kill. Yeah. Wow. It's I'll send you the video. Yeah. It's a good video. Great. I'll, I actually subscribe to the channel because I went, you know what? This guy. I'm a fan of this guy's personality. So they're going to make... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they're going to make a Warhammer movie with Henry Cavill. Rumor has it that he signed on, and that's why. Uh, that's not why he was let go of Witcher, but he was just, okay. I'm that's not why gonna, he was totally cool. Yeah, I'm not going to fight Witcher. I'm not going to fight it. I'm in the talks right now for a Warhammer yeah. uh, series. <laughs> and that's more my thing, actually. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah exactly. I like how he keeps getting nerdier and nerdier. <laughs> Superman, that's comic books. That's kind of yeah. nerdy, but it's mainstream, you know? Witcher, okay, wow. Wow. <laughs> that is a Polish fantasy book turned into a hit video game series. Yeah, wow. Warhammer, okay, wow. Wow. This guy's okay. a nerd. <laughs> These are depths. These are <laughs> depth of nerd. Wow. Wow. And he's going to be in the Magic the Gathering movie. Was he really? No, I don't know. I don't okay. think that's a thing. But here's the thing. That would be dope. Right, like yes. the, the lore of Magic the Gathering is, is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Speaking of. Yes. I sent this to you uh, like two weeks ago. Wow. Okay. Do you remember? It was the trailer. You sent me a lot of things. For a reboot on Netflix of Power Rangers. The original cast. <laughs> Power Rangers. <laughs> I did not watch it because it would have meant nothing to me. <laughs> I never watched an episode of Power Rangers. I know you 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 had a rant about it. You're you're Can firm, I tell you firmly how on that Power Rangers fucking dick. jazzed I got when I saw it was Billy, yeah. the original <laughs> Billy Blue Power Ranger, then Zach appeared. Dude, I went, ooh! I just I just <laughs> i was so excited I was, i'm excited for you you're gonna watch the shit i that, paused right? it so i could put it on a bigger screen okay i paused it on my phone so i could finish watching it on Wait, a big no screen. phone is not worthy it's not worthy i can't see all this i love that you're gonna watch the shit out of that right oh i gotta check it out yeah because you were watching you're watching the original power rangers like recently from the on, 90s yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. On, which is on youtube or something right yeah yeah wild Oh, it's so, I'm so excited. I'm happy for, for Rangers fans. I really, uh, I honestly hope that it's very good. It looks amazing. <laughs> it looks amazing. Does it look old school? Like, did they try They to shot keep... it in the same techniques. Yeah. But it's hard because it's 4K cameras with CGI <laughs> versus what it was. <gasps> they had the Film. Megazord. <laughs> you didn't watch this trailer. They had a fucking Megazord in 2023. <laughs> I'm very excited. And Jason came back, dude. Yeah. Ugh. Cool. Ugh. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Sorry. That was a, that was for me. That was a for me thing. I'm sorry. I'm just letting you soak it in. Thank you. I, I'm going to want to. I need to watch it again, actually. It's been a while. Uh, quick that. side note. Back to yes. the Dungeons and Dragons yes. movie. Yes, D&D. Do you know what it's rated on Rotten Tomatoes? Have you seen what it's rated on Rotten Tomatoes? I have not. 74. 92 <laughs> with like well over 100 reviews really everybody says it's very good a few people have some flaws with it and i i do too like well, it's not a perfect movie but god it is so but good. you know what i think you know what i think dnd is great at for this mm. with how they from just the trailers alone you yeah. can tell they came into this saying we're making a dnd movie yeah we're not trying to make a dnd franchise we're not trying to make sure right like we don't need to make a three movie saga yeah we yeah, don't yeah. need we can come in let's tell a story tell a D story in a DD way and just have fun with it yeah we can that's just a do really this. good point um there's a couple of things i forgot to mention like what i loved so much about it and this may pertain more to f like fans of dungeons and dragons but it's like even the books that you could buy like most people play dd running something out of a book um when when I've played D&D uh, &D at your old house and, and you used to probably walk through as we were playing, you probably experienced some of this. Everything that we were playing, at least that I remember, was like from a book. So like you buy a D&D &D book that was written by the guys who make D&D. &D. It's like an official D&D &D campaign that takes place in the world and references all the places that are referenced in the movie. And it's like the canon Dungeons and Dragons. 
Um, that's usually what most people play, but a lot of people like make up their own shit. Like it's arguably like, I'd say it's like 50, 50, whether or not, if you're playing D and D with someone, you're either playing something they completely made up or something that they, they like bought a book for. Um, but even every campaign of someone who's played from a book, they all went differently. Like that's the thing with D and D since it's like completely improv and it's up to the characters, what they want to do. And it's up to the dungeon master, what happens. Although they are, they do follow the same like beats to get you from beginning to end of that story. They're all done completely differently. So yeah, telling like a saga or trying to like set up an MCU for this wouldn't quite work. I could see them doing like a sequel to it. Um, but it's, it's definitely not, this doesn't feel like a chapter one. This felt like its own story. Yeah. There is a villain and we have to stop the villain. And then it's not like, yeah, it, 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 it there's not like a Thanos situation where we're going to have to watch 22 more movies. To yeah. They didn't, they didn't try to do anything. I haven't even seen that, seen yeah. the movie and I'm talking like I have, I, it just feels like they haven't, they did, they didn't come into this being like. Well, we're gonna re- be rebooting the D and D franchise with this. No, like, there was no, no franchise to reboot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There, so it was just like, no, you know what? D and D is pretty mainstream thanks to Stranger Things. We can yeah. capitalize on this by making a movie. Let's make it a good movie. Yeah. How do we make it a good movie? I don't know. F- hire fucking D and D. Hire nerds. <laughs> hire D and D nerd. Okay. Do you know anyone? Ah, uh, you know what? I actually remember. You know who was a big nerd? <laughs> that also guy, a good from director. Freaks, yeah. yeah, the guy from Freaks and Geeks, and he actually is a director. Maybe we get him on the phone. We just see what he thinks. Maybe, yeah, exactly. maybe I'm wrong. I just yeah. I thought I saw a shirt that he wore once. <laughs> I love this very specific <laughs> hypothetical situation that you've sculpted for us. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him online. Actually, let's, get, I, let's go have coffee. Let's see what he says. Yeah, I really <laughs> hope that the next movie, if they make a next movie, and I hope they do, I hope they do like a Knives Out situation. Did you see the Knives Out movies? No. So the Knives Out, there is one character that is the same, and is yes. Benoit Blanc, played by uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. Um, but the two stories are completely unrelated, uh, but they are murder mysteries. They are the same genre, completely different characters, completely different mystery. Just They just happen to have hired the same private uh, investigator. I hope that they kind of do that, of like, it's another Dungeons & Dragons movie, completely different characters, completely different settings. I could see there being some crossover characters because it takes place in a world and like some people could pop in and out. But like that would be so cool to get like different different classes of characters. Like let's let's see a fighter now. Like let's see mm. a let's see a warlock, like an evil wizard or let's see a cleric, like a priest or something like that. And let's have it be in Baldur's Gate because they didn't spoilers, they didn't go to Baldur's Gate in this, but like <laughs> let's have one take place in Baldur's Gate yeah. or one of the other cities. Um Something like that, I think, would be so cool. They could do like the same director, and they could uh, they could keep a bunch of stuff the same, keep the tone the same, keep the the CGI, the animation house, but like completely different story, completely different actors, uh, and do something like that. The other thing that I really loved is it played out like a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, where there's like Dungeons and Dragons campaign are like improv, so like the people decide what they want to do, and they're told what the goal of the thing or they infer what the goal of the thing is but they're unpredictable and the dungeon master might steer them in the right direction of like yo god you guys have no idea what you're doing so they might like place some clues where it's like oh this map (laughs) we should follow this map where maybe that map wasn't supposed to be there but they were clearly going in the wrong direction so you had to like whoop like boomerang them back onto the right track and then sometimes the players could want to do something so stupid or like figure out how to like hack the situation and like kind of cheat at the thing and the dm will kind of make it harder on difficult or harder on purpose and the movie does that (laughs) like it feels like there's a dungeon master present like controlling the story not literally at all it's just like the way certain events play out it's like oop that was really unlucky (laughs) and like there's obviously the dice rolls in Dungeons and Dragons where you do a thing and depending on how well you roll and it's kind of like you could build your character. So like you have a better chance of succeeding at these things, but it's, it's greatly up to chance. And there are quite a few things where they clearly like, wow, they knocked it out of the park with that. Like that worked so well. And then there's some that just fall on their face and fail. And like, that's, what's so fun about Dungeons and Dragons is like, you could have this elaborate plan and then you roll a one out of 20 and it just falls flat on its face. And like things like that happen in the movie, which made it feel very authentic. So not just the world and the characters and the story and the, the magic and the references and stuff like that. But like the way it happened felt like how D and D feels when you're playing it. And it's just, I could never play D and D. Yeah. Why? I, I, I feel like you wouldn't have like the patience for it. <laughs> well, 
Because you were saying all these things, you know, uh, you know the thought that was going through my head. Yeah, I was thinking if I was playing D and D, I would love to just like middle finger this whole thing. Yeah, and just be like, "Fuck it." It's like there's a map. I burn it. Yeah, just fucking <laughs> fuck you. Uh, so, a lot of people who've played D and D have played with a player like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we famously had a friend that you and I know. <laughs> That we have worked with who was known for throwing rocks, which is not metaphorical. We'd be like, oh, man, we got caught stealing or whatever. So they we, they have us in shackles or whatever, and they're walking us down the street. And, oh, the prince is up on the balcony. He's giving a speech. I'd throw a rock at his head. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can't do that. No. And now we're fighting a bunch of guards in the city street. And this was not the plan at all. But you threw a fucking rock. <laughs> and then it's like... <laughs> Oh, we finally meet this character's father that I haven't seen in five years. I throw a rock through the window. <laughs> it's like, why would you do that? So people who just completely torpedo campaigns. So yeah. that would be fun to play with you. <laughs> I, I want you and that guy to get together and then <laughs> see how you both like it. Just outdo each other. Yeah. I throw a rock. I spit in his face. There's also people, and I don't think you would do this in Dungeons and Dragons, but there's min-maxers. So, like, there's people who, like, uh, I designed my character using this uh, special ability that's optional, and when it's stacked with this ability, I get unlimited turns. It's like, (laughs) okay, cool. It's not fun anymore. Thanks. (laughs) I think I want too much chaos. Yeah. Which, there are campaigns that, like, feed that. Because there's so many different types of Dungeons and Dragons players, and there's like videos breaking down. It's like, oh, we have the rule follower, we have the min maxer, we have the the torpedoer, and like the rock thrower. Uh, and then there's like the people who want chaos, and the, the people who want to be evil. And then there's like people who weirdly use it as like a fantasy to do like bad stuff that you're not supposed to do in real life. And those people are weird and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, the doctor comes in and and wants to help you with your friend who's like i slice his throat and it's like jesus christ dude (laughs) (laughs) and worse things than that but um yeah D &D is there's a lot of different players there's a lot of different stories so i hope that if they do a sequel and i hope they do they do a completely different thing i don't feel unique anymore knowing that there's others like me out there well you should still feel unique because there's few others like you (laughs) (laughs) your mindset about D&D is not common but it exists (laughs) I feel like I could go along with it to a point and I'm not saying I wouldn't like the game it's just a part of me would be like do it and I would just want want to I would just want to do it yeah yeah it's it's very interesting it's like oh there's a big cliff it's like and I leap (laughs) (laughs) with my parachute With my my squirrel suit. With my squirrel. I have a hidden squirrel suit and I leap. So the thing with Dungeons and Dragons that I would love to be your dungeon master for is you would say, I leap with my hidden squirrel suit. I would say, let me see your character sheet. You do not have a hidden squirrel suit. You You fall to your death. You don't know that. This is my character. It was hidden even from you. What, I can't do that? Is that not allowed? <laughs> not really. No, dungeon, the Dungeon Master basically like plays God. The Dungeon Master knows everything and determines what happens. So so you could save me. <laughs> I mean, there could be some wonky shit to save you. It's like, oh, there's a giant pillow <laughs> at the bottom of the cliff. A wizard has been experimenting trying to grow the pillow as large as possible. And <laughs> It's the size of a football field, and you're fine. And then I'll be like, Dubs, don't ever do that shit again. I will kill your character. Do it. I throw a rock. We should uh, let's 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 wrap this up and up. make some plans late. to see D and D. It's um, late. If uh, I appreciate the reviews that we're seeing coming in, uh, if if anybody hasn't reviewed, feel free to give us a, a quick uh, star rating. You know, like not asking for fives, but fives would be like really cool. And then uh, share this episode with a friend if you think you have a friend who would like to listen to it. And we will see you next week, where I will have. Seen... No, you won't. No, we won't. I will be in the woods. I will be camping next week, so we're off next week. And see I'll be two... skating. Yes, and I'll uh, see you in two weeks where I will have seen the Mario movie and maybe we'll have both seen Dungeons and Dragons. And and the Mario movie. And the Mario movie. And I think... Mandalorian. The Mandalorian finale will be out by then. We have to catch up by then. We have a big 
big episode in two weeks so yes. stay tuned it's yeah. gonna be a huge one we both got to catch up on them we got to be up to date on the yeah. Mandalorian two that. weeks i think i think we have time for all that in two weeks yeah all right maybe we'll I see think so all we'll right. talk we'll talk okay bye everybody bye-bye Yeah, yes, because you, you're yes. a nice man. Yeah. Yes, I and am. And you would have done that for me. I try. I wish I could do a Butters voice. I should start working on that. I'm not going to try on Mike. But no, I won't try on Mike. But like, I got to find a way to do it. Yeah, you can just practice. Ugh. But that's a loud voice to practice. You got to be in a soundproof room. Really? I think so. I mean, unless you want to hear someone go through your, you want someone to hear you go through your practice process, hmm. which you don't. No, that's true.